0: All right, kids, you made it through the hard part. Now you just gotta listen to Pastor Justin talk for 20 minutes. It's all smooth sailing from here on out, right? We've got through the tough stuff. So Psalm 33:22, "May Your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in You." We're wrapping up a quick series today that we've called uh, He's Still Got the Whole World in His Hands," and basically what we've been talking about how is that we we live in a world, we experience lives, we go through seasons of tremendous uncertainty where there's more questions than answers, where the world seems dark. And so we have to remember that even in the midst of that uncertainty, actually especially in the midst of that uncertainty, God is not absent. He is fully present and fully at work in the midst of the things that we experience in our lives. And last week we talked about how in in the midst of that uncertainty, God promises that if we'll pour ourselves out to him, if we'll come to him in prayer, he promises that he'll provide, if not the answer to our questions, if not the solution to our difficult circumstances, in the midst of those circumstances, he'll provide peace. And so today, I want to address a a pretty big tension that we experience in life, and that's how to maintain hope in the midst of a hopeless world, in the midst of a broken world, in the midst of the uncertainty that we experience in our lives. Because it's it's a tension that we all face at some point in our lives, if not many times throughout our lives, where if, if you've ever placed your hope in something, only to have it come crashing down, you know this tension really well, right? If, if, if at some point in your life you placed your hope in a relationship and things fell apart, if you placed your hope in what a career could give you, the right career, if you placed your hope in wealth or if you placed your hope in physical health, if you placed your hope in youth and the advantages that gives you or athleticism or intelligence, or maybe at some point you put your trust and your hope into a boss, thinking that individual could take you where you want to go, or a coach, maybe even your parents, and you discovered, hey, guess what, kids? Parents aren't perfect. <gasps> what are you going to do, right? And, and or, or maybe you even at some point in your life placed your hope in a pastor or a church, and in some way things came crumbling down around you. And I just want to clarify, when I say hope, hope is the expectation and the desire for a certain thing to happen. It's a feeling of trust surrounding that, that this this expectation, this desire, this trust is placed in a person, place, or thing, usually as it relates to your future. Things that you want to experience, things that you want to see happen in your life, things that you want to accomplish. You have hope. You, you have this feeling and expectation that that's going to happen. And on the flip side, hopelessness is the feeling when the, whatever person or thing that you've placed your hope in, you discover it will not or cannot come through for you. That's a feeling of hopelessness, But from the day we're born, we place our hope somewhere. Usually it's our parents at the beginning, right? They're kind of the only option that we have. And, and at some point in our lives, either, either they fail us or we just simply choose to redirect our hope. We take it and we point it in a different direction. We switch it to someone else or something else. And we rely on those people. We rely on those things, even for really big stuff. And, and, and a lot of times it's, it's subconscious. We don't think about it all the time. But we think, man, if my dreams are going to come true, this is the person who's going to help me get there. If I'm going to see the future play out the way I want it to play out, then it's going to be this place. It's going to be this career. If if I want to experience love, if I want to feel valued, it's going to happen because of this person or structure or system that I've placed my hope in. They're going to get me there. And we don't think about it until things come crashing down, and we realize that those things where we've placed our hope are really unreliable, and, and, and they aren't going to do what we want them to do. So then, if that's the life that we're experiencing, if those are the things that we do, and those are places where we place our hope, then how do we experience hope? How do we maintain hope in the midst of a life that it's, that's experiencing hopelessness? in the midst of a life full of uncertainty, in the midst of a life full of questions. And and the answer I want to give to that now and kind of at a couple points throughout the, the few minutes that we have together is your ability to maintain hope is going to be completely determined by who or what you place your hope in. Your ability to maintain hope in the midst of a hopeless world, in the midst of the uncertainty of our lives, is completely determined by whom or what you put your hope in. We started with Psalm thirty-three, twenty-two. 22. Your, your, your unfailing love will be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. But throughout Scripture, not just that one verse, throughout Scripture, we see God challenging us to put our hope in Him. And there have been many times throughout history where, where I think people want to ignore that challenge and ignore that encouragement, and thinking there's no serious reason to lean in God's direction because they don't see a world that's broken. They don't see that many issues around them. But I think more and more as the years go by, it becomes painfully obvious that the world around us is broken and becoming more and more unreliable all the time. Today I want to look real quick at Romans chapter 8. This is um, uh, from a letter that Paul was writing to Christians in the Roman Empire. They're, they're serving and living under the thumb of the evil empire, uh, evil emperor Nero. And they're asking, where, where do we place our hope? Right? We, we've chosen to follow Jesus, and yet we live in a world of tremendous uncertainty and even hopelessness because of what was happening in Rome at the time. And, and if you're ever curious, we did a full uh, series on Romans chapter eight. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. So you can go back and check that out. It's from a couple years ago. Just jump on our website and you can find that. But I want to jump real quick to, to Romans eight twenty because what Paul starts touching on is, is what we experience in this world as a result of sin entering the world, right? Because I, I think in everyday situations we think of sin as this isolated incident, right? I I screwed up, made a bad choice. I did this wrong, right? God wants this, I did that. I went the opposite direction. I sinned. And and there's certainly an element of that when it comes to sin. But when God sees sin, God sees sin more as a fatal disease. And when it was brought into the world, it infected it and eventually destroys everything. So in Romans 8.20, Paul addresses that a little bit. And he says, "For, for the creation. And when he says creation, he's talking about all of creation, right? That's Humans, that's things on this planet, that's the entire universe that he's talking about. For the creation was subject, subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. So in this spot, we find out that, that creation, the entire universe, on, in some way, the entire universe knows what it should be, but also knows that it's not it and can't be it. Because sin and decay has been allowed to run its course in this universe. And as much as we try to stop it or slow it down, frustration and disappointment are woven into the fabric of this world. He continues on into verse 21. So creation was subject to frustration, but it's experiencing that frustration in hope, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay. So even in the midst of the frustration, even in the midst of the uncertainty and the questions and the darkness and the brokenness that is a result of sin, there is still that hope that creation will be liberated, but that liberation is a future event. It's a future reality. And so when we think about some of the things that we place our hope in, human beings being 100% reliable is a future idea. Physical health being a 100% reliable thing is a future idea. Human leadership, being 100% reliable, is a future idea. And so no matter what we place our hope in, it's a bad idea to put our hope in anything in this world because it's all in a state of decay. It's all in a state of uncertainty. There is nothing in this universe that's as stable as it might appear. That's why you control freaks get frustrated. The world just doesn't cooperate, right? Things break. People do stupid things. People do bad things. Your kids don't care what you have to say. Your parents won't let you do whatever you want. Even though you're super smart and you have it all figured out, they still won't let you do it all, right? And so we have these things where it's just frustrating to live on this planet sometimes. And so as Paul continues into chapter 8, he gets into some verses where he says, "In, In the creation in the universe and in us... That frustration makes us long for something better, makes us long for something different, It makes us long for something bigger than this life and better than this life, something free from sin and its consequences. And so we'll, we'll pick it up in verse 31, and Paul says, what then shall we say in response to these things? What are these things? It's all the frustration we're talking about, right? The, the brokenness and the things that let us down and the things that can't hold up under the weight of our trust and our hope. What do we say in response to all this uncertainty? Well, what we say is, if God is for us, who can be against us? This God who didn't spare his own son but gave him up for us, will he not also graciously give us all things? So it says God didn't hold back his own son, right? And and, and he put himself through pain and loss. He willingly stepped into his broken creation. And knowing that truth about God, it should lead us to a point where we never lose hope. That he's there and that he cares about us because if he willingly gave up his own son to free us and forgive us and save us, then how much more is he still acting on our behalf and active in our lives. Jump down to verse 38 and 39. a couple of the most powerful verses in all of scripture. Romans 8:38 says, "For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, all of the things that hold us back, all of the brokenness that we experience, all of the uncertainty, all of the things that enter our life that want to push us in the wrong direction, all of those things, none of them will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So the question becomes, where is your hope? I want to show you what I mean a little bit. I've got a couple people that are going to help me out this morning just to have a little bit of fun. We've got all the kids in here today. So Matt, are you, are you here? Cool. Uh, Vivian, are you in here somewhere, kid? Come on up here, kid. These guys are going to help me illustrate what, what I'm talking about with where we place our hope. They did a great job in the first service, remembered all their lines. Now, come on up. Come on up here, kid. All right, Vivian, you stand right over here for me. Matt, you can hang right there by the trap door in the stage. That'd be great. So this is Miss Vivian. She's one of our buddies from the Fieldstone Kids Ministry. She's been around here for a long time, haven't you? Since you were like that tall, maybe? Pretty small. Now you're getting big. So Miss Vivian represents... And this is Matt, by the way. And if you're uh, under six feet like me, that's Mr. Talladay to you. So we want to show respect for the big man on campus. So Miss Vivian here represents... All of the things in the world where we like to place our hope. All the things that grab our attention, want us to lean on them, want us to trust in them and, 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 and seek them to carry us where we want to go. And so, so Miss Vivian is that, that, one, that one I've been searching for. That if I can just find the one, I'm going I'm to feel the way I need to feel. I'm going to feel loved. I'm going to feel valued. And so what do we do? We place our weight on that thing. Oh, hold me up, okay? All right. All right, and and we lean on it, and we trust, and we hope, and and, and Vivian's going to hold up for a little bit, isn't she? But what's going to happen? She's going to get weaker and weaker and weaker, and then she's going to fail, and it's all going to come tumbling down. But then what do we do? We think, oh, you know what? I blew it. I'm not ready for a relationship. What was I... I can, I can get to that later. I need to pursue my career, right? I need, I need to go back and, and get this degree. I need to go here and there. And if I can accomplish that and put enough plaques on my wall and get the job that I'm looking for, then, then I'll be solid. I'll be ready. I'll feel the way I want to feel. I'll, I'll accomplish what I want to accomplish. And then I can start a relationship. So then we'll be, we go back to that same well. And we lean. And we put our hope there. And we put our trust there. And what happens? It holds up for a little bit, doesn't But then things get a little bit uncertain. And it gets weaker and weaker and weaker. And then what do we do? We circle back in. Well, it wasn't that. It's this other thing. i I got to do this other thing. And I, I don't need the career to get the wealth I'm looking for. I can do this other thing. I can do crypto and all this other stuff. And I'm going to get where I'm going to be. And, and that way, even though I'm 25, 30, when I'm 65, 70, I'm going to be set. And I'm going to feel good now. I'm going to feel good then. And what we, we come back, and we lean our weight on something from the world. And it holds us for a little while. And then it gets weaker and weaker and weaker. And ultimately, we could crumble. <laughs> Sorry, kid. We could crumble Miss Vivian up here, but then we have another option. We have a God who loves us and keeps his promises and enters into our lives. And we could... We could put our weight there, right? And we could put our hope there and we could put our trust there. And I got to believe Matt could handle this for quite a long while. He, he's not even really... Like, I feel like I'm leaning on a wall right now. <laughs> right? I could, I mean, I I could climb on Matt's back, stand on his shoulders, do cartwheels on his head, and he'd go, and he would fix his hair like Vivian did, right? (laughs) Because there's a different weight to lean on here there's a different kind of strength there's a different kind of reliability there's a different kind of trust that can be placed in this direction and yet yeah, we want to go this way right? because these are the things right in front of us these are the things that are appealing and they, they feel good in the moment and then they crumble and then we move on to the next thing when all God is asking us to do is come this way and put our weight in his direction and our hope in his direction and so yes, how do we maintain hope in a hopeless world it's all based on what you put your hope in Let's give these guys a hand. Thanks for helping us out, guys. Good job, Ted. Psalm 33, 20 to 22. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help. He is our shield. In him, our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. We have been invited to place our hope in God's love for us. And it's a love that's not given to us just because we landed the big job, right? It's, it's not given to us because we got the scholarship or we married someone with all the right qualities or we made the right travel team. It's not that conditional kind of love. It's God's love, his love that was proven when Jesus died on the cross for our sins and made a way for us to be forgiven and experience eternal life. We are invited to put our hope in God's love for us. It's the only thing that can hold up to the weight of what we're looking for, what we need, what we're trying to experience. Now, when it comes to tangible steps and things, there's no one, two, three, A, B, C to this. It's it's not super concrete. It's kind of this abstract thing where it's, it's it's a heart thing and a head thing of asking the question, where will you put your trust? Where will you run when you're experiencing the hopelessness, when, you, when the things that you've put your hope in inevitably fail you. In many ways, it's simply making the decision. How, how will you respond on a daily basis? How will you respond in moments of crisis? Now, do we, do we plan? Do we dream? Do we, do we chase opportunities? Do we build things for the future? Absolutely. Do we take classes? Do we fall in love? Do we meet new people? Yes, do we make money and enjoy our toys and and celebrate the joys of life? Yes, absolutely do. But but do we put our hope in those things? No. We hold them with an open hand and we say, God, these things are temporary, but your love, O Lord, is forever. And when we hold those things differently, we begin to see them differently and process them differently in our heart and mind. And then as we loosen our grip on them, they begin to loosen their grip on us and we can lean in a different direction. Before we close, I I just want to do this. If you are uh, 18 or under in the room, would you stand up for me real quick? 18 or under. This is an older crowd. We had a bunch of two- and three-year-olds staring up at me last service. I like this. I think you, you guys will get what I'm trying to say. So as the years go by, I need you to know that Jesus is the only thing worthy of your hope is the only thing worthy of your trust. And as the years go by, there are going to be moments where you are pulled in a different direction. It's going to be people around you, people that you're close with that put their hope in other things, and it's going to be hard to see them in doing that and lean in a different direction. Some of you might even make those choices. Some of, some of you are in a position where you're going to watch parents and siblings and loved ones Take their time and their energy and their resources and their hope and their trust and they're gonna place it in all the wrong directions and you're gonna have to make the choice to do the opposite. You need to know that Jesus is the only one worthy of your hope and worthy of your trust and he is the one where even if you head in the wrong direction, he will welcome you back with open arms and forgive you and start getting you back in the right direction again. He is the only one worthy of your hope. And so, when it comes to maintaining hope in a more and more uncertain world, it's all about where you place your hope. And if you put your hope in God and His love for you, I'm not going to let you down. Cool. You guys can have a seat. Let's pray. Father, we love you, and we thank you for just these simple reminders, God, that if if we pray and pour our hearts out to you like we talked about last week, that you will provide peace. It's a promise that you've made for us and we saw so many hands last week of people who have experienced exactly that where you've kept your promise. And God, we, 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 we remember today that you are the only place that we can reliably put our trust and our hope because you are forever and you are perfect and you're strong and you're personal. And so God, as we go out from here, sometimes it's hard to take things like this and and keep them in our hearts and our minds two days from now or three months from now or four years from now when, when life does get difficult or when things do get hard or when things do get uncertain. But God, I pray that these moments that you would plant those seeds, especially for our students, for our children who are with us this morning, God, that you would take those seeds and just churn them up at just the right time and remind them who you are and remind them what you're about and remind them what you're capable of. If we'll simply turn in your direction, and experience what it looks like to lean on you. God, we love you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Cool. Thanks, guys. Kids, great job this morning. Thanks for hanging in there. We'll see you guys next week. Happy Mother's Day.